Good morning, and welcome back to Altcoins FM. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and this is a podcast dedicated to talking about all of the cryptocurrencies, whether they're old or new, and the blockchain industry as a whole. Regardless of which cryptocurrency takes the lead, we truly believe that the blockchain industry will be the future. There's no doubt about it to us here at Altcoins FM. We want to remind everyone listening, we are not financial advisors. Please do your own due diligence. Please do your own research. Please invest at your own risk. We will talk about the speculation, our personal opinion about these cryptocurrencies, and where we think they're going to go, but that is not to be taken as facts or something worthy enough to take all of your life saving or uh, investment or take a mortgage out on your house to go invest into. So we remind all of you, we are not financial advisors. The last time we talked about Chainlink and the graph on the last episode, we wanted to recap that. But before we do, we wanted to give a quick shout out to all of the new fans, all of the new listeners, all of the, the new subscribers. Just like the cryptocurrency market, we too saw a spike in our fan base. It really made me happy. It made me more motivated. It charged me up this morning when I got ready to make this episode, actually. So I wanted to say thank you to all of you who have joined. It means a lot to us. We will never ask any of you for monetary support. Now, we do have a support link in the description because we know there's individuals who still want to donate to any cause they can to help any cause they're able to help out. So we left it for those individuals. We here at Altcoins FM are very fortunate and very lucky to have a sponsor. Anybody who makes content regarding cryptocurrencies or anybody who knows anybody who makes content regarding cryptocurrency and blockchain knows that it's very, very, very difficult to get monetized and it's very difficult to get sponsors, even if you are monetized, to put sponsorship on your video or your content or your episodes um, when you're talking about cryptocurrencies. So we are very, very blessed and very fortunate that our sponsor doesn't care about that and will, and will still sponsor us anyways. We are also an unedited podcast, which means that we do not go back and chop up our errors and take them out and sound perfect and pretty always. Uh, we feel way more authentic when we don't do that. We actually enjoy our bloopers. We actually laugh at ourselves when we do mess up. Uh, plus, we feel like it connects with the audience way better when we just go at this unfiltered uh, one take. Now, I have had a few questions from some of the fans who have either subscribed here recently, who has been following us uh, for a moment. One of them is, will we ever go over technical analysis on the episode? When I got this question, I'm not going to lie, I laughed pretty hard. I was just reaching out to a friend of mine, or excuse me, I was just reaching out to somebody I met, somebody I've been following on YouTube, um, who actually talks about the TA of the cryptocurrencies. And I believe he does a really good job. I think he explains it very well. Um, I believe what Einstein said, which is if you understand it, you should be able to explain it. Um, here at Altcoins FM, we approach the market on the flip side uh, of, of analyzing. Uh, we do not go at it on the TA route. We do hope to have those guests on to talk about the TA and the technical analysis of the coins for those who are looking for that kind of information. However, here at Altcoins, we will always approach it in the data market analysis manner. How's the public perception of it? How's the public acceptance of the product? And will, what's the learning curve of the public for this product? The best way to describe this is imagine Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. 
Bill Gates was a technical expert on how to build a computer, how to build the hardware, how to get the software onto the hardware, where Steve Jobs understood the market. He understood what people wanted, he understood how to sell that, and what would actually make the market roll. So here at All Coins of Film, we do hope to try to partner up and pair up with those TA experts so that we offer both sides of the coin to our fans so that they're getting not just a technical analysis, but any scandals, any public events that could possibly fluctuate the price, good or bad. Um, and that's our approach here at Altcoins FM. We believe there's so many people out there that are doing technical analysis that we're just going to leave it to them to do it. Um, they seem to be experts at it. We know enough of the fundamentals to pursue at our own risk, but not enough to talk about it with the crowd or to even try to convince any of you on that subject. Uh, the second question that, uh, that we received is, let me pull it up. Oh, uh, have we or do we receive any sponsorship or donations from any of the companies that we're talking about in terms of blockchain or cryptocurrency? Uh, no, I wish, but no. Um, plus, I think it's illegal to advertise or try to get people to buy a product or a stock or maybe I don't know about cryptocurrency um, if they're sponsoring you. So, for example, if you if you have a YouTube channel, and I believe it works for the sending on my podcast host uh, platform, if you're talking about stocks and that company is paying you to kind of boost their stock up, to, so to talk about their stock. You have to release that. You have to reveal that on your, on your video. Um, I believe that a lot of people were involved with pump and dump schemes and that kind of stepped in uh, and kind of prevented it. Um, but no, we have not received any sponsorship uh, from any of the cryptocurrency companies that we're talking about. Uh, we're just big fans of them. So anything that you hear is just us being fanboys about it um, and just trying to inform the public. But... Uh, and those are the only questions that we got here recently. Uh, again, for those who are wanting to send more questions in, um, I'm not sure which platform you're listening to this on, uh, but we will create an email system. We will create a website for everyone to come visit. Um, that way they have a way to message us. Uh, but for those who have anchor.fm, if you go to anchor.fm slash altcoinsfm, we do have a profile page on there and it does have a messaging feature. So you can always message us there anchor.fm slash altcoinsfl. Now, we wanted to recap uh, the last episode uh, and talk about that, but before we do, we're going to give a quick moment to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. And welcome back. We really appreciate you understanding and being patient through our commercials. We understand and appreciate you understanding how sponsorship works. So today's episode, we want to give a recap about Chainlink and the graph and why we picked those for our first two cryptocurrencies on our first episode. We wanted to give a quick list of, of other cryptocurrencies that we will be talking about, that we will be going over in future episodes. But today we're going to talk about the response, or our response, we should say, towards the government threat towards blockchain industries with this New York Times article that we read this morning about government not letting industries like Tesla replace the dollar with the Bitcoin. So with the recap, we highlighted Chainlink and we highlighted the graph, and there are reasons why we picked those two cryptocurrencies specifically to talk about. At the time of the recording, which was around February 9th and we uploaded it on February 10th, we had just went through two days worth of research and discussion, so February 8th and February 9th. Around those days, the cryptocurrency, the graph, sat around 
uh, $0.37 cents to $0.42, cents, give or take. And by the day that we actually uploaded the episode, it sat around $0.87 cents to $0.92. Cents. Now, we invested in the $0.39 cents to $0.42 cents range. We were very lucky that we got in early. And we were very lucky and even happy that as we finished the recording, we saw the coin spike. Two days after making that episode, the graph saw an all-new time height, around $2.89. Uh, depending on which cryptocurrency exchange you're on, it could be $2.90. But I know on Coinbase, it topped out at $2.89. Depending on when you jumped in, this was anywhere between a 250% gain all the way up to 800% gain in some instances. Um, we were very, very excited to see this. Now, just like we said, we imagined there would be some correction. There would be some fallback to the last support around $2.10. We, we would see some kind of consolidate, uh, consolidation. Now, we were right. It did go down to $2.10. We were a little bit wrong because it went down further than $2.10, and we weren't expecting that. <clears throat> but when we saw that, we were uh, expecting it to then go down to around $1.30, give or take, right? $1.40, $1.30. But instead, what we saw last night was it went back up to $2.30. Now, what this tells me is that a lot of people are looking into this cryptocurrency. They're probably seeing the potential. They probably saw the, the spike these last three days, and they're now jumping in as a second wave. So for everyone who's holding, uh, I recommend holding this specific cryptocurrency for long terms. I believe that we have only seen the surface of what this cryptocurrency can do. The reason why we brought up Chainlink is because around a year and a half ago, it sat on crypto, uh, Coinbase around $1.50 to $2, just like the graph is now. And it too hit a all-new time height this past three, four days. It, I believe it hit almost $40, so $39 at one point. I think even above $40. I think it was like $42 that I saw it hit. Now, mind you, a year and a half ago, it came onto the market less than a dollar. And it sat around $1.50 to $2 for almost three months straight, right? And back then, I, I loaded up probably about two to $3,000 worth. I know every allowance of my, my pay periods, I was spending it all on Chainlink. Um, we saw it skyrocket as well. Both of them fell back, corrected, consolidated, and are now making good climbs back up. I believe we've only seen the surface for both of these cryptocurrencies. Chainlink is a little bit further out but it is still climbing, and I think we still have massive potential in the future for that one. The reason we were, we were asked, why did we pick those two out of all the ones we could have talked about? And we wanted to go ahead and explain that. We approach the cryptocurrency market uh, in the data market analysis approach. What is easier to accept by the people or what will be used in the background so often because of the amount of people coming to the platform. So I used the example of Bill Gates and Steve Jobs earlier and how one understood the computer and the actual software engineering that came involved with it and the other one understood people. So the graph to me is really the part where people is making the difference on my decisions to invest into it. So when you have investors come to the cryptocurrency markets, they're not technical savvy most of the time. They're your typical investors. They just dabble in it. They're there to make a quick buck, maybe leave, come back here and there, day trading, swing trading, whatever you want to call it. They're not your massive hedge fund managers. They're not your massive investors that are coming in with $200,000 every five minutes looking to make a change. 
They're just your everyday normal person who understands the very basics of investing and the very basics of technology. So when we have these cryptocurrency projects that are coming out and rolling out left and right, something to keep in mind for these companies, in my humble opinion and in my 10 years of experience doing what I've done, is making sure that it is user friendly or that the learning curve for the user is super easy to understand and learn. A good, good example of a cryptocurrency that did this was the Brave browser. So not many people understand what blockchain actually is and why it's better than our current technology nowadays. But they understand how an internet browser works. They understand that you open it up, you go to your search bar, you start searching. And then the fact that Brave convinced people that if you use our browser, we're actually gonna turn the advertisement market 180 degrees around to where you start receiving 70% of the earnings off of your data versus making 0% of you use Chrome, Microsoft Edge, Internet Explorer, Safari, you name it. So they, they tackle this with two ways. One is making a very user-friendly platform, such as the browser, is familiar. It doesn't matter which browser you use, you can go to any browser and for the most part, you know, you know how to use it because you know how to use a different browser. And then they gave the incentive for people to make money. Who doesn't love earning money? Who doesn't love receiving free gifts? So Brave, when it first came out, sat around seven cents to 10 cents. I personally downloaded the Brave browser about three years ago, uh, and I've been collecting Brave tokens ever since, and it shot up to 60 cents. Now, I bring this up because it's a good example of a token that you don't need to understand the technical analysis of. You just have to understand how the basic function of the program is going to work and how do you think people are going to react and take that browser is easy to download making content on my browser even easier getting free tokens all i have to do is hit this button that says claim my tokens once a month super super easy that is why they're doing so well and why i think they're going to keep doing well Right. I know that they about a year ago, they had over 8 million users. And the last time I checked, they were over 14 million users, I think is what I saw. Maybe 12, 14, something like that. I could be off a few. So the reason why we brought up Chainlink and the graph is because we believe these two puzzle pieces are the trifecta with any platform cryptocurrency. So whether it's Polkadot, Cardata, um, Ethereum, you name it. If it's a platform that hosts dApps, we believe that the graph and in the unison with Chainlink will make the perfect trifecta. Now, we're not saying that there's not going to be another project that comes along or another company that comes along along the way that adds a fourth pillar, maybe a fifth pillar to this trifecta effect. But essentially what we have is we have a platform like Ethereum that's a, a beautiful blockchain platform that's, I believe, getting updated to Ethereum 2.0 here soon. Even Polkadot is a really well-mastered, marketed idea, right? It's similar to Ethereum in every way, but the concept of the marketing strategy, to me, is priceless. The, the name Polkadot is very selling. The concept of all of these different programs connecting it so you can make uh, uh, you know, uh, mottos like connect the dots. Whoever created the name and the business structure of Polkadot was a marketing genius. Right, I can see it taking off. I can see it taking off just like Ethereum did. 
plus it's more green friendly energy friendly and all around environmental friendly which is why ethereum 2.0 is trying to come about right they understand that more people will flock to companies that are more environmental oriented more human rights oriented and i'll give a good example if i make a product that changes your life but you find out that i'm making sweatshops over in china do it for five cents a day a lot of people won't buy my product regardless of how well it's going to benefit them because they don't like the fact that they're supporting a company who owns sweatshops so this is that public perception coming into play Public, uh, excuse me, Polkadot did a really good job with the public perception because who doesn't like Polkadot? It's a style, it's a fashion, it's a catchy word phrase. Again, you have the, the mottos like connect the dots. But you have Chainlink in the graph, right? So it doesn't matter what the platform is, Polkadot or Ethereum. You're going to need to find a way to get information off the blockchain technology, excuse me, off the blockchain platform onto the blockchain platform. Hence the introduction of Chainlink. That's why it's went from $1.50 to $2 a coin up to almost $40 a coin. And it's going to keep climbing more and more. I think we will see it hit $60 before the end of this year. I really do. Now, now we have this project who brings data onto the blockchain platform. Awesome. Anyone who's technical savvy, who knows how to go to GitHub, who knows how to download these programs, who knows how to run your system, great, not a problem. Your everyday person, ugh, they're going to have issues. And it's not even just about your everyday people. It's about your everyday developers. How much time are they going to want to go through the platform of Ethereum, the platform of Bitcoin, the mainnet of every one of these made proje uh, major projects to get information because they want to run a marketplace for the DAP system? They're not going to spend, without costing thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars, and maybe two to three months of time building their own AP systems. API system, building their own internal server systems, building the index for their files and finding a way for people to come and look at it. Imagine not having a search engine like Google where you can go and look up altcoins podcast station and see a listing of altcoins podcast and going down until you see the one that I'm on now, right? What if you had to go through millions of files of unrelated stuff just to get to me? You can see the difficulty of this. So what we have is Chainlink bringing data from off the blockchain platform onto the blockchain platform, Ethereum and Polkadot hosting this platform and hosting this data, Filecoin allowing these companies, these different industries to come in and save their information to these files, and then the graph, which connects everything. They, they connect to the Filecoin, they index to the APIs, they create a search engine that allows developers and everyday people to get on and make the most use of it. It's ironic because blockchain is open source, transparent, easy to, easy to access, and supposed to benefit the world. But one of the biggest challenges right now is accessing the information. And that's what makes it so ironic is because it's truly transparent and open source, unlike anything else. And the combination of Chainlink and the graph will complete the equation. They will finally, we will finally have an input and an output. And then we have the platform that actually processes the information through. So that is why we picked those two uh, tokens. And it's why we're going to highlight them in the future. It's why we're going to talk about them more in the future. We are going to talk about Numerair. We are, going to, we are going to talk about Ethereum. We are going to talk about Stellar Lumen. Uh, especially ever since Ripple's SEC lawsuit uh, happened. They've really been taken off. And we're going to talk about Polkadot, actually. 
But the rest of today's episode is going to be dedicated to talking about our response and our personal opinion when it comes to the government statement or these news journals and these article writers about the government not ever allowing a company to essentially override the dollar by sucking the Bitcoin over the dollar. But stay tuned. We're going to go to one last commercial break for this episode. It will be the last one, uh, and we'll be right back. And welcome back. We want to say one last time, we really, really do appreciate all of you understanding how sponsorship works and how we have to run commercials in order to fund this podcast. But at the same time, we're able to do it for free for all of you, and none of you have to provide any form of monetary support. Now, we want to make sure that we're making the most of your time, so we're going to jump into the heart of today's conversation, which is Altcoins FM's thoughts and response to the article about the government not allowing industries like Tesla to replace the dollar for the Bitcoin. Here at Altcoins FM, we've had several discussions regarding this topic. And we believe that after discussing it for months now, because it's not the first time we thought about this, that the government doesn't really have a choice, which is why they haven't done anything about it yet today. And the reason why we say this is because currently there's already laws on the books that protects companies like Tesla and people like you and me. So let me break this down. If I bought a Babe Ruth card, for two dollars ten years ago, fifteen dollars or fifteen years ago, pardon me, and it's worth ten thousand dollars now. I can go sell that Babe Ruth card that I bought for two dollars for ten thousand dollars. Now let's say I'm doing that because I don't really care for the baseball card anymore, and I want to upgrade my media room. Instead of having one TV for me and one TV for my wife when we play video games, I want us to both have two TVs side by side so we have this massive theater kind of media room. And it's going to cost roughly about $10,000. So somebody comes to me and he says, hey, I don't have $10,000 in cash, right? I just don't have that. But I do have about $9,000 worth of media media, uh, equipment updates, like four flat screen TVs two Xbox X's, and two brand new uh, Alienware computers. Do you want to trade? There's nothing against the law that allows me to trade that baseball card for that media upgrade uh, equipment upgrade, right? It's perfectly legal. It's what we call bartering. Matter of fact, if you have a dollar bill, or really any coin, I think it says it on the coin, I know for a fact it says it on the dollar bills, you will see where it says that this tender is good for public and private deeds or transactions, uh, public and private debt. The main concept of the dollar is that no matter where you go in America, they have to at least, at least accept that dollar. Now, that doesn't mean that they have to accept Bitcoin or Stellar Lumen or Ethereum, but they by law minimally have to at least accept the dollar. The law is not there for the country, it's there for the consumer to make sure that our currencies are never being rejected by private parties. You can see where if you were the only grocery store in town and you refused to take my dollar, I might starve to death, right? So, the government making threats to companies like Tesla about not allowing them to bully the American dollar down and replace the dominance of the dollar with the Bitcoin is to me a joke 
and a farce. I will say this to anti-government officials. If you want us to invest in your dollar, quit printing it off to the point that the inflation makes it not existence at all, essentially. How many of you have seen the pictures of Russia and Germany after World War II and their inflation rates and how children were using hundreds of dollar bills, stacks of them, bundles of it, as, as playhouses material, stacking them up to make playhouses out of them? We just watched our government produce around $3.5 trillion worth of stimuluses, and they're talking about releasing another $2 trillion stimulus, okay? And they haven't even spent the money to begin with. They're just printing off money left and right, slowly losing the value of the dollar left and right. So companies have the right to protect themselves and their future assets when they notice that an investment or an asset is losing appreciation. That's why we have stocks. That's why we're allowed to sell the stocks. We, we notice they're losing appreciation. We notice that they're not doing so well. We're not forced to keep these. The same thing with the dollar. The government can't step in and tell me that I can't trade my baseball card for your computer. They just, they can't. It's my property, it's your property, and we can do with it as we like. The same thing with money. If I wanted to give you $10,000 just as a friend, I could, and you wouldn't have to pay taxes on it. It's a gift. I gave it from me to you. Now, I know that the government has been trying to find a way to tax this money, even though in my humble opinion it will be double taxing because most of the time when you're giving away money, it's money that you've already earned and been taxed with. But I'm not saying that there's not bad actors out there who are exploiting the loopholes, but the government's been trying to come after this for a while now. I think that this is very good news, everyone, because this will expedite the case for blockchain industries to the Supreme Court way faster. The Supreme Court will have to hear it I am confident that the Supreme Court will rule in favor of the private parties to do what it is that they want to do. The Supreme Court will rule in favor of the consumers. Hey, whatever you find value in, you can use for whatever currency you like. You don't have to use the dollar. Just know that the dollar always has to be accepted in case you don't want to convert over to cryptocurrency and you want to stick with the dollar. Industries will always have to accept that dollar. It's not the same thing. I think that this will expedite the case I think the blockchain industry will win. So if Tesla goes to court because he wants to put Bitcoin on his uh, on his books, he's the CEO, he's the manager, he's allowed to do whatever he wants in his private industry. That's all we've heard for the past four years. That's all we've heard about these big tech companies doing what they're doing. Well, they're private corporations. They're allowed to do what they're, they're doing. So can Tesla. And the Supreme Court will rule in favor. I'm, I'm, I have no doubt about that. I am very confident that they will rule in favor of Tesla, especially because the SEC has accepted Bitcoin and Ethereum already. So it's not like it's not like there's controversies. If the two of them were really dangerous or dangerous assets or risk assets, Ponzi schemes, you name it, the SEC, just like they did a Ripple, would have already launched a, a lawsuit, which I think they did, right, with Ethereum and Bitcoin back in the day where they had an ICO, and it wasn't like an IPO, and they didn't pay their taxes on the ICO earnings. So Ethereum went back, I believe they paid their ICO uh, taxes, because you know they, just, they, they wanted to be completely legal and compliant. And I want to say Bitcoin, for those who volunteer the information did too, I could be wrong on the Bitcoin situation, y'all. I'll look more into that. But I know Ethereum did for sure. 
So we have a SEC organization that says, yep, we're good here. And now we have the government talking about they're not going to allow it. Well, I don't really think they have a choice. The beauty thing, the beautiful part about this is if you memorize your seed, they can never access your accounts. They can, unless they somehow develop quantum computing overnight, they can never breach your wallets. I would highly encourage y'all to make sure that you have either a hard wallet, cold wallet is what they're called, or you memorize your seed, right? Or, or find a way to store it so you can always come back to it when you know it's hidden and no one will ever find it. So when everything is all said and done and the dust is settled, you have it and you can come back and you can access it. They, the, the government can strip you down. They really can. They can take whatever's on your uh, person, and you can't always guarantee that it's going to be back. But if it's in your head, they can't force you to talk. You've got a Fifth Amendment for that reason. I don't think we should be paranoid about this. I don't think it's going to be as bad as the articles are making it seem. I think that they're going after people who are probably truly breaking laws, you know, uh, dodging taxes, um, trying to use loopholes to avoid, um, you know, debt. Now, I don't agree with taxes personally, right? I don't, but they're law. And as long as it's law, we have to do it. But yeah, I, I'm optimistic with the, after reading the article about the government not accepting this. I believe that Tesla will take them to the Supreme Court and he's gonna argue, hey, I'm located in other countries. We're right near Mexico. If I wanted to put the Mexican peso on my book and more Mexican uh, consumers bought my cars in American, the peso would ultimately dominate the U.S. dollar because of that pure fact. So what are we going to say then? Oh, you can't let the pesos dominate the dollar, so you have to quit selling to Mexicans? Because that doesn't sound racist. And it's for that reason, it is for that reason why I think the Supreme Court, when we get there, will rule in favor of the private bodies, the private corporations, and individuals like you and me who wants to put our value and our assets into cryptocurrencies and trade and use it for our personal bargaining tool instead of the U.S. dollar, which is losing its value every day more and more, especially when they keep pumping more money out of that mint. So I just wanted to give y'all down the breakdown about how we view it, why we think it's not a bad thing, and why it will only lead to further adaptation and adaptation by the public. Just remember this. The people don't like being told no by the government when they're not given a reasonable reason. When they're not given an actual reason that makes sense and they're told BS, we reject what the government does every time. Not saying there's not instances where they've got away with it, but anytime the government's ever, ever tried to implement something where majority of the Americans said, nope, not enough, not good enough for us, you're wronging us, we're gonna get this turn, for political reasons, it's always came back and been reversed. So all I'm going to say to all of you, all of my fans, just have confidence, stay optimistic. The cryptocurrency market is booming. We're, we're skyrocketing. We have all these corporations, all of these Fortune 500 companies, all these massive investors talking about jumping into the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency world. Even Mark Cuban is tweeting about things like blockchain is the future. Blockchain will be the internet of, the tom of tomorrow. And he's right. He's absolutely right. I don't agree with him with many things, but I agree with him on that one. So I really want to say thank you for all of your time. 
I want to say thank you for everyone who's tuning in and listening to the episode again. It means a lot. We will work on trying to get a guest on to talk about the TA, the technical analysis of some of these cryptocurrencies. Uh, just bear with us. We are doing our best to get them on. Again, we want to try to offer both sides of the coin, the TA and the data market analysis, so that you have the full story and that you can make the most educated decision on your investment. Always remember, though, we are not financial advisors. With that being said, my name is Matt. It has been a privilege being your host today. I hope all of you have an amazing President Day. Altcoins FM out. Y'all be good now.